It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're diving into one of the most detailed, leaked MCU timelines for the next five years that I've ever seen. Call like, the plumber. The Your basement is call, flooding Marvel. Mario Listen, Brothers. Of, call the Super Mario Brothers. They will fix it. It is out leaks. of control. Um, yeah, and I I won't even I won't even like bury bury the lead. It yeah. was just uh, it was a massive amount, and Chris did an insane amount of work <laughs> that we'll talk about here in a moment uh, for organizing all of this information. So we'll 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 see yeah. if it all comes to fruition or not. But it's definitely fun to look at. It is a hundred percent fun to theorize and speculate about this, and um, this is probably like the only episode we'll have an interactive piece. You can interact along Ooh. with us, Mike. Um, you guys will find out. That more later, uh, it, and as we talked about last week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles caused some mutant mayhem with the first trailer yes. for that. Um, ooh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, Scooby Doo's canceled movie leaks. Oh, so, I forgot about. I forgot that was like early in the week, wasn't it? Well, I think it was like the middle of the week, but like I don't know if anyone was, like I literally looked up this movie, um, the information about the Scooby Doo, and there was like eight other Scooby Doo projects canceled, and I'm like. Warner Brothers is really taking these tax cuts to a whole new level, and uh, <laughs> they're relying entirely on Scooby in the gang for that. So uh, we'll we'll talk about all this fun stuff this week. We've got most there's there's more than than Marvel in here, but I would say most of this show is going to be talking about this timeline um, to to get into it. So I'm gonna just jump into what I've been doing real fast, Mike, because you know we've we've got this is like, the, like you mentioned the most notes we've had in a long time uh, for a show. So. Very excited. Um, this weekend was the Louisville Arcade Expo. I always tell everyone if you're ever in Louisville, the second, uh, first, usually the second weekend of March, they have the Louisville Arcade Expo. You pay uh, entry to get in, and you have access to pinball machines, arcade machines. Um, they had a Smash Brothers tournament, a Dr. Mario tournament, all these, a whole room dedicated to the history of every video game console, like like even like the ones you've never seen or heard of, like the old like they look like Mac, old Mac computers, like the. Mm-hmm. The, the apples whole rooms of this stuff and it's just absolutely fantastic to be there uh, around all these like actual authentic games mike it, you just don't get that anymore like you see a lot of new ones or reproductions of like beer cades or like you know when you go to like dave and busters or, or whatever you have in your area uh but these are like the retro ones like the old school old classic things like they're even like some of the lights are dimmed a little bit because they've been running for so long you're like <laughs> you probably need to update those bulbs but like it feels like you're in an 80s arcade the, more than anything man like i think sometimes you especially if you're in a younger generation you forget just how just groundbreaking the concept of an arcade was back in the day mm-hmm. before you could play video games at home like wow what a novel concept that would be i wish i could remember the dude's name but there is this like like just off his rocker crazy kooky businessman that exi- that existed in like the arcade heyday 
that was trying to like open these arcades on the East Coast. And they've written like books about him too. I wouldn't be surprised if there's documentaries out there as well, where he would try to like build arcades in like these kind of like smaller towns or whatever. And it would be like almost like he was trying to open up like a satanic church and they're trying to like run him out of town or have the mayor pass a law so he couldn't open an arcade there or whatever. And he just went through all of these like crazy shenanigans to get the arcade open and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it just it's a it was a whole nother era yeah. the things that you had to do before when you wanted to play a video game that didn't exist inside Absol- your house. Absolutely. And and you know, um the way technology works, it, it evolves so fast, right? Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got Pong and Pac-Man and, and Galaga mm-hmm. and, and all those things. But then you get, you know, the fighting games. Like, you have, we had, there's a bunch of Street Fighter cabinets. There was a Dance Dance Revolutions. Um, this guy had brought his own custom Steamboat Willie pinball machine. And it was really cool because in the back screen, it would play Steamboat Willie clips, like old, you know, Mickey Mouse stuff. Um, but he had it set up with a fog machine inside and two pipes at the top. So it looked like it was like literally letting off steam, like while you were playing this arcade machine or this pinball machine. And I was, I thought that was really, really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, said, I go every year, I always talk about every year and, and this, this year it's been, you know, almost, you know, quarter of a day there yesterday. I did pick up some classic, um, arcade games. Uh, you ever play the Rush uh, San Francisco Rush racing games. Yes, yes. Okay, I bought San Francisco Rush for my N64. I got Double Dribble, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original NES game, Mike, and, and NES Open, which is the first Mario Golf for regular Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So, um, really cool place to pick up some some collectors' items and also play some play some arcade games and pinball for a while. So, uh, always that. And then um, that also reminds me, uh, at the end of this month, of C2E2. If you're going or haven't got your tickets, go ahead and get those because you're going to want to buy those, get there, have a good time. Um, I'm going to see Chris Evans at it, Mike. I'm very excited to get my photo with him. So, um, as I've told everyone, that's America's ass, and I'm very excited to, to get mm-hmm. my picture with it. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump into the news. Let's just get into this because we've got a lot going on here. Uh, reminder... You're, you, this is the week for Shazam Fury of the Gods. If you're one of ten people who've bought tickets so far for this movie, <laughs> uh, join us uh, this weekend to watch this movie. Yes, and this is not an this is not an indication of the quality of the film. This Correct. is just our anecdotal evidence of when we went to go buy tickets yep. and like, wow, there's a lot of available seats. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like I'll, I will reiterate since we'll be talking about this movie um, next week on the podcast. Yeah, uh, I liked the first one. I liked it. I did. So I'm hoping that consistently goes through to the sequel. I believe it's the same director. I probably the same writing team, not a hundred percent sure. So I'm crossing my fingers, but yeah, yeah, I don't see, I don't think people are too jazzed up for Shazam too. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I think the thing is always if, if is Shazam something in the future, not for the DCU, right? That's what everyone asked. Do I need to even watch this? Mm-hmm. So the director, I did see an interview. So I was like, this, the, the, this, I guess is so disconnected from the DCU um, and the DCEU that the, he's like, if this movie is a box office success, then yes, Shazam will carry over. If not, probably not. So, <laughs> um, you know, 
it's like I said, just empty seats doesn't mean there's quality. Just no one's advanced buying their tickets for this one. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll see as it goes. I did get confirmation this week there are two post credit scenes. Um, Whoa! So uh, <laughs> that's a little that's pretty big for its britches. I would have assumed you you mm-hmm. get a half a post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, depending on the life of your movie here. Yeah, but you know, if you remember the first one at the end of Shazam, it was just him like listing off powers or something like he had it was something silly it wasn't even related to the movie right it was like a the one at the end was like very silly and not adjacent um and the first one after the credits i believe was where they had um, dr savannah talking to a worm in his window uh-huh. well also you got to remember the one where he um what well, was this i don't know if this was a post-credit scene or just before the credits rolled where he goes to school and Superman, well, that's, the yeah, bottom that's, half of Superman is there. Yeah, uh, well, bottom, bottom 90%. Uh, that's actually before the post credit scenes. That's actually the last uh, okay. scene of the actual movie. Um, gotcha, okay. Uh, I know this because my wife just watched it like a week ago for the first time. Oh, okay. And I walked in and saw that part specifically. Uh, so... Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. So Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, in theaters this week. The uh, mm-hmm. Possibly one of the last... Vest- vestiges of the dceu um possibly possibly not uh the other uh fun fact that um actually had less seats you know sold than than shazam but only because it was the first hour this went on sale is mario brothers super mario brothers mm-hmm. tickets are now on sale uh, march 10th is mar 1010 mario day so everybody nintendo goes out on for you know, they, they like you can save twenty dollars on our games once a year and, and <laughs> I had no idea something. that March tenth was Mario Day and Oh if you really? Go, yeah, if oh. you go to watch if you go to watch the trailer on um like YouTube, they cut yeah. the they cut the small portion of the Nintendo Direct in front of the trailer. Uh-huh. So it's uh what's it Miyamoto, the guy who yeah, makes yeah, Mario, Shigeru right? Miyamoto, yeah. it, it's him explaining to the camera what Mario Day is and he's just like if you abbreviate March it's M-A-R, and it, yeah. if you have a 10, it's 10. You put it together, it looks like Mario. So oh, man. It's Mario. It's like, okay, I get, I get it. I got it the second yeah. that you showed me it written out on the screen. It yeah. was just funny when they try to translate the, the Japanese yeah. excitement to American subtitles. My, my, guess is, <laughs> my guess is they don't even have this in Japan, and that's who he was explaining it to because they don't call it March in Japan, right? They have another name for it. Like this is uniquely native to English-speaking countries. So um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. So March tenth, Mario Day, and um, uh, tickets are now on sale for this movie. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited. Like we said before the show, the next like four weeks are full of some movies that we do want to go see in theaters and look like a fun mm-hmm. time. And and Mario, um, you know, despite you know everyone says about the voicing, it still looks fun. It looks beautiful. Uh, it, it it's hitting all the right you know, nostalgia beats for, for people who grew up with Mario. And, um, and so. Chris, speaking of things we want to see from our childhood. Yes. Is it goes right into teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, mutant mayhem. The trailer we were promised has been delivered Mike. And I will this tell you, this was so close <laughs> to being the, the top the tier, uh, thumbnail. Yeah. This was going to be like the whole theme of the show. I, it was I gonna re- be like turtles from like head to toe. I really thought it was gonna be. I even went to a, a, <laughs> a, a, a like a a Walmart to take pictures of toys for Mike from 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 not from this movie but from for turtles because Hell, I, I saw even them. the 
even the turtles have graduated from yeah. being the last bullet point in our show notes where yeah. Chris usually puts it. Yeah. Uh, and now it's it's at the top. That's I mean, right. it's basically the the first bit of news that we it, have it, it, outside it was, of telling you when to go buy your tickets for things. Yeah, it, it, and, and it was at the bottom, but I was like, you know, the, the rest of the show, most of the show is just going to drown everything else out. So let's go ahead, because this is important. I think, you know, growing up as, a, as watching the Turtles cartoon, and I asked Mike recently if he's played Shredder's Revenge, the newest game um, made in the classic style, but it's a brand new game. Uh, I recommend it highly. It's great four-player online. Even single player is awesome. Couch go up. Uh, you know, the Turtles is fun. And I can tell you right now, as you know, maybe not as big of a fan as you, Mike, the, this trailer at the end of it left me with a stupid-ass grin on my face because it was <laughs> so fun. It was so so yeah. fun and like i was having a great time watching it and 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 seeing this interaction um yeah so yeah the i i think the thing that put the most smile on my face is just the art style overall like they're kind of approaching you know the the looseness i would say that you've been seeing in a lot of animated productions over mm -hmm. the last couple of years you know spider verse of course mitchell's versus the machines puss um, in boots uh, Puss in Boots, right? Uh, but this is like taking it even farther where they will just like, they're just, I feel like taking concept art, like rotoscoping it and almost like turning it into a character. Like you can see, um, is it Bebop or Rocksteady? Who's the Warthog again? Bebop? Um, I think. Yes. I believe yes, so. like Bebop's like like little boar nose is like isometric, like mm. flat to the screen, and there's like these goofy humanoid characters that look like the best way to describe them would be if you're a fan of Rick and Morty. Whenever there's like just random background characters, they just like barely draw yeah. their faces right, so yeah. you get these really goofy like looking characters, uh, and then you have just like these adorable looking um turtles which it, it, we talked about last week were all voiced by basically kids yeah yeah um uh, teenagers um voicing them i would say almost the art style it's almost like an improved like a 3d slash cell shaded look to the turtles i would say almost mm -hmm. right um and, but it, you're right i think to me it, it, i love that they're playing with art style but also playing more importantly playing with frame rate right this is not a like the action the pops um you know everything is not a st it doesn't look like standard 24 or 30 like it looks like mm. they're playing with some of that frame rate to yeah. accentuate the action pieces in here. I mean, also, I mean, if you look at just, you know, Avatar The Way of Water, where there were they were playing with uh, frame rates through their movie last year, you know, uh, it, it just seems like frame rate is almost becoming a creative choice now mm -hmm. than just like a choice of limitations like it's always been historically. You know, animation has been on 12s, you know, every other frame to save money and to save budget. But now if you're technically running everything through a computer it can be whatever frame rate you want right and you can do the same thing with like live action depending on what what frame rate you're filming it with to begin with so now yeah. it's kind of this interesting place where it's like well how does the scene play out the most creative do we do it just kind of low or high so this is a fun time to be a part of and also like the story it just seems like so heartwarming and like funny and also pushing that kind of adult factor to it i mean yeah. the one of them gets stabbed well, in I would the leg and they're all laughing at him freaking out i'm like yeah. this is amazing yeah well i, I don't you know it's i don't know if it's pushing adults in that that realm but like it is very much like like to me leonardo's always been like you know the serious leader right and in this one he's mm. just like he doesn't know quite what to do they all haven't found their what we know them as from mm. all the other stuff so it's it's great to see that um 
what Raphael stole in a ninja star at a at a watermelon that has Ooh. Mikey's face on it while he holds it above his head kind of thing. Like it, it's funny, it, it's silly, it looks it's great. I mean, I it just feels natural. I love that they've really taken it back just a little bit, right? Really emphasized the teenage part of the mutant ninja turtles. Um, and I, I think my one of my favorite scenes of this obviously is near the end where they talk like. I, what do they talk like um, mutagenic goo? He's like, well, we prefer the word ooze, and they go in, like yeah. this whole ooze spiel. Like it just sounds better. I'm like, that's good. This is classic. And to your point, this is directed by the guy who did Mitchell in the Machines. Uh, it's the same yes. director. So um, you know that that movie is sleeper sleeper hit. I, you know, you've told people for 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 years, uh, get out and watch it. I can I can agree with that. So I think if you're excited for this, you should go watch that as well. But like, yeah, absolutely just, fantastic. Yeah, I just looked it up. The writer is Brendan O'Brien, who is basically straight out of Point Grey with Seth Rogen and his whole team, written mm-hmm. Neighbors, Neighbors 2, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, you know, all, all of those kind of recent Point Grey movies that we've seen out there in the world. So, uh, yeah, I and I, I loved at the beginning of the trailer, it says, from Perpetual Teenager, Seth Rogen. So it's just like he gets it, he understands uh-huh. it, he, he lived and breathed uh, mutants as... We yeah. all have, uh, and Absolutely. all always will, because there will always be turtles out there on the screen. But I will uh, tell everyone out there, as I always do, is just do your best to avoid the little niche corners of the internet that have just inane discourse about anything. Like any, you can watch like any trailer out there in the world that makes you happy, and you can find a corner of people out there in the world complaining about it. And mm. it usually comes down to unsurprisingly the casting and the way different characters look and usually their skin color. So uh, don't participate in that nonsense. Everything about this trailer yeah. looks great. Everything looks awesome. And I can't wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to say also some of the toys have come out and the only one I really want to hyper focus on Mike is the, um, <laughs> the, the movie Van, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they call it the party wagon or the, the turtle van, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie is going to apparently, I, toys don't always say it's going to be in the movie, but they have a pizza van that fires those old pizza discs that you remember you know, when they <laughs> came out with the toys. And then I found some retro figures at the store to send the mic of like, you literally like shoot the pizza out of the turtle's body um, at stuff. So like they are just leaning into that nostalgia factor right here. Um, with, with the turtle van and everything, so I'm, I'm excited to watch this. I'm glad they they really. It looks like you know, giving it some love. It's not just a, a quick cash in on the way. Um, mm-hmm. I did also see on on top of this, and not not in the notes or anything, but they are re-releasing the T Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the the second series that was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it was like maybe two, 2011 or so that they came out with it. So um, Nickelodeon is re-releasing that in Blu-ray um, to coincide with this as well. Speaking of things that are being re-released, uh, Max uh, Flesher's uh, Superman. Uh, the what year was this? Was this like the? It wasn't the forties, was it? It was like maybe the forties. Oh God, I'm trying to remember. You um, you asked me to download this for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're hard to find. Yeah, very hard to find. But uh, Warner Brothers is remastering them and re-releasing these to the public. So we're going to get Blu-ray, probably even 4K versions of uh max uh flesher's animated Ooh. superman 1941 is when this came yeah, out yeah i just looked it up as well from 41 to 43 yeah. Yeah, and if you're unfamiliar with these animated shorts they are just absolutely jaw 
jaw-dropping and breathtaking because they are essentially, uh, I know I used rotoscoping earlier in the conversation, but this is a different (laughs) definition of the word when it comes to animation where they are just going frame by frame and using like references of real people in the real world. So it's like the animations just look like so buttery smooth and just unlike anything that you've seen before. And if you also internalize this as something being made in the 1940s, all made by hand it's mm-hmm. just it it's they're they're amazing to behold and them getting an hd remaster that's gonna yeah. be beautiful yeah 17 episodes and at, at most i'm looking at the longest one's 10 minutes and it's like the first two episodes um and you know you've probably people have probably seen clips of this right where he's catching the car or mm-hmm. you know punching somebody really hard like there's a lot going on like you know from this that have been taken forward I would even say Batman the Animated Series borrows heavily from this animation style. And it's also, it's an early version of Superman as well. So if I remember correctly, he doesn't even have all of his like normal powers that we're used to him having in these shorts because it's so proto, you know, early days Superman. So yeah, I I would say it's almost required viewing if you consider yourself like a Superman fan. Yeah, 17, 17 episodes at like less than 10 minutes. You're looking at less than three hours spend, right, to, to get this done. And mm-hmm. uh, absolutely um, recommend it. So that's coming out um, uh, probably, I think, later this year. Would not be surprised if it's going on the Max streaming service, Mike, uh, <laughs> which is not in here because we don't have confirmation yet. But HBO Max might be renaming to just Max later this year. Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. That's that's Crypto the Superdog, in case those weren't familiar. Superman's dog. There was an animated movie being made um, called this. Uh, and it is rumored, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed at this point, but at the point when I wrote this, it's rumored that this movie was completely scrapped um, from being released on a straight-to-video, obviously, uh, for tax write-offs. And this movie was leaked online in full this week. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, um, I, I think the biggest thing here is this. This joins a long list of movies. The biggest one, knowing Batgirl, right? Everyone knows Batgirl was 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 scrapped, uh, and that might lead the way for that to be leaked online or watched someday, maybe, right? Yeah. Like, or it makes it even harder, right? You know, if uh, Scooby Doo leaks, right? Does that send up the red flags and warning signs of just like, oh crap? Actually, uh, let's check who who has access to these servers now. Maybe let's lock them down a little bit more. We can't have anything else leaking because it shakes my uh, artificial power as a CEO if I don't have this stuff mm-hmm. on lockdown that I'm canceling. Uh, but yeah, I would love man that Batgirl movie leaking would just be. It would be next level. It would be the whole nerd internet conversation oh, yeah. for like weeks and weeks because we would be scrutinizing it at a totally different level in a way of just like even if the movie – the movie would have to be truly atrocious, right, for people to side with a CEO like David Zaslav, right? But mm. more than likely, the movie probably would have been fine and serviceable. And I think there are people out there in the world that have seen early test screenings and they were just like, yeah, the movie's like fine and it wasn't even done yet. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, it would yeah. be wild. It'd be it, a wild week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was, it was put down again for quality. I think like everyone says like, yeah, if we don't release this, we can, we can, he was out to, to save money and he cut everything he could mm. under the sun. 
Um, but absolutely, I, I think you know maybe somebody has a copy on a flash drive already, Mike, and, and this is just you know oh, will encourage man. encourage them to continue. Come on, just yeah. leave the flash drive at a library or something. Yeah. Somebody yeah. will figure it out. Yeah, go go over to take take a week trip to Europe and upload it from there. They'll never, <laughs> never find you. But I also wanted to say the other canceled items um, include Scooby Doo and the Mystery Pups, which was canceled the same day this was leaked, which I think was the, the <laughs> triggering point. Scooby-Doo and the Haunted High Rise and Scoob Holiday Haunt were also canceled. So, um, these, there is, um, I say discourse because of the Velma show about Scooby-Doo right now, but like, little do we know, they've been making Scooby-Doo movies every year for ever, and we just don't watch them all because we're not the target audience. But, yeah. um, well, it's, it's funny. frustrating being somebody who works on these projects, right? You know, you have a lot of creative people that are in there putting their hard work and creativity into it, you know, under the assumption that one day at least someone will be able to see it, right? You know, nobody likes having their work done in a vacuum. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what work you do anywhere, right? Nobody wants to go to work for months or years and then somebody throws it all away and then they say, oh, you're not allowed to complain. I'm still paying you. And it's like, well, yeah, but eventually somebody was supposed to like look at all of this hard mm-hmm. work I did. So... Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't uh, blame whoever leaked it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I, I live in the corporate world where my stuff doesn't see the light of day, so I'm like, I, I, I get it, but like, I, I, it's, it's funny that the leak. I guess the whole thing when it's, it's leaked and like, does it? Do you think this would will push their hand to put it on a streaming service officially? I guess is my question. Like, right? Like, what do you do with a leak that's this big and this you know has has perpetrated the news? Um, yeah. Also, I kind of wonder the legalities of everything too, yeah. right? Like it was briefly on archive.org, which is kind of known for being this place where you almost put like uh, things in the public domain almost, right? Mm-hmm. But like, that's not what this is. This is still copywritten material, even though it wasn't released. Well, so it's like, it's not really free, but it's out there in the world. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. I think it, it actually originated on 4chan, which was the, the crazy part. Um, mm-hmm. one, one of those sites that doesn't really you don't want to go to anymore but like i don't <laughs> it, it got there but anyway if you're looking to watch scooby-doo and crypto too you can probably find it online with searching uh we won't put it there but um it's just wild that it, what it leaked and then i was also gonna say i don't know if this is last week or this week but uh batman the cape crusader the animated show from the the um animated series um creators, mm-hmm. uh, was officially picked up for two seasons at amazon even though warner brothers passed on it for HBO Max, so yeah, uh, that will that. see that will see the light of day for, uh, when they when they get to it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. It seems like Amazon is going with this interesting strategy of like let's get crumbs. Uh, yep. I'm not calling the show a crumb, but like in the grand scheme of superhero content, they're like let's just pick up some stuff when we can we'll make some random uh, yeah. like offshoots of spider-man stuff let's throw this it, batman stuff up here well i'm interested to know how much of the batman stuff was done when they did like you know pick it up like i assume it was more than just hey here's our log line and an image for it right like how mm. many episodes were complete and like oh yeah well we can just go ahead and get this up and going by the end of the year kind of thing um i wonder i wonder if maybe amazon has interesting analytics when it comes to you know maybe leveraging their twitch platform of just like hey we know uh these uh hyper focused like very nerdy communities uh they will drive attention and views so let's get batman (laughs) i bet they also have uh sales data for batman 
stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animated series is our number one best-selling animated show ever. Uh, on the Blu-ray box set. Let's pick it up. Let's mm-hmm. let's go with that. So ab- absolutely, I, I think that's cool. Um, everybody has a Prime account, right? So we can watch this when it when it drops, whenever that is. But that was cool. That was cool news. The other side, I don't have it in the notes here because it doesn't doesn't really matter. But the uh, Kill the Justice League game was delayed again. Um, so. Oh yeah, I saw we'll, that. We'll, we'll never get to play that game at this point. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's shift gears into Star Wars. I, you know, I'm trying to keep all the cancellations together. Um, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins Star Wars movies have been essentially shelved at this point in time per mm-hmm. per Variety. Uh, Taika Waititi's has not been, and he is uh, it is rumored that he's potentially to star in his own movie. Um, oh boy! Rather than the director, <laughs> uh, yeah. When I I saw that news earlier this week of how he would star in his own project, and I'm just like, I think we're giving Taika maybe a little bit too much control of his mm-hmm. uh, creative world in front of him. Like I know we always say, power to the creators, but mm-hmm. you know, somebody give him a creative producer that yeah. can just kind of say, hey. Come on. <laughs> well, my, my hope is from his work on The Mandalorian, maybe he has a good working relationship with Favreau and Filoni, right? Because um, he's a voice. I know he's just a voiceover IG 11, but like still, mm-hmm. like maybe maybe he's like, you know, I've I, Dave Dave gave me a great idea and he's he signed off on it, right? Uh, kind of thing. Um, is my hopes. Um, but, you know, Star Wars Celebration, the news says that there will be announcements for the next main series movies. And some release dates for the Disney Plus series at Star Wars Celebration uh, Europe yeah. later this year. Well, everything, yeah, everything Marvel, Star Wars, just everything kind of Disney adjacent, right? They all have to get focused now because mm-hmm. that's what we learned from the latest um, quarterly earnings, right, from that company. Yeah. So everything is just getting more focused. They're taking the safer routes. So, you know, they're probably just like, hey, Kevin, you know, we love you. But let's yeah. let's focus on Marvel right now. Well, I I think the thing is, you know, they they said that, and, and for Marvel, yet Star Wars doesn't have enough content to be unfocused. I feel sometimes, because um, he, he, I know the articles like Bob Iger referenced Solo for we got to be careful from now. And well, Solo was your own fault. Um, like you released a, if nobody remembers, it was Star Wars was every December, and then they put Solo in May. So like you had a a movie, Last Jedi in. May or in December that people were very, very divided on. And then they wanted to watch, then they put solo out five months later in May. Right. Um, rather than waiting to the, the, the following Christmas where the, the heat would die down, if you will. Uh, and that movie had to fire its directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, two thirds of the way or more through the, the movie and bring Ron Howard. in. I'm like, I think you did this to yourself. Like you could have just delayed solo and probably had better results than trying to, force it out five months after a movie that were, you know, went both ways critically. So, um, but Star Wars, I, I just, I wish you've been watching the Mandalorian, right? You're caught up. It's mm-hmm. just been great to go back to that world. Um, right. Like after Andor, we had a pause and now we're back with Mandalorian. Then we'll have a pause. We'll probably be back with Ahsoka. I, I'm excited to, to revisit some more Star Wars here and there. It doesn't need to do Marvel levels. And we're going to talk about Marvel levels here in a second, but, <laughs> But it doesn't need to do that much. I think I think every twice a year is pretty good. Um, speaking of Star Wars, the Acolyte, the show that was uh, that is coming up, right? The the one set in the past of Star Wars mm-hmm. um, is uh, the the producer they hired for that. Like was on set for one day and then they fired her. Uh, so she's suing the company um, for for uh, I guess firing her after being on on the job for one day. So we're gonna see how this plays out. 
Yeah, God, it makes you wonder what happened there, right? That yeah. is definitely something interpersonal, you know, that yeah. doesn't seem that doesn't seem like, you know, creative, you know, um, differences, different creative. Yeah, that's like something happened. Somebody said something to somebody that didn't go over well. Yeah. One one day, like the first day you're there and like, actually, please don't come back the second. You're like, what mm-hmm. happened? <laughs> um, so uh, very excited to see those details kind of kind of roll out. So. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. I, I think that one, um, not that one. There, the, I think I think we're getting some introductions to characters in the Mandalorian that will play off in the Skeleton Crew show that's set in the same time frame. So um, I'm gonna have to make Mike a timeline for Star Wars after after yes. this. Yes, and, <laughs> and, and we're about to jump into into Marvel. So so buckle up, Buckaroos. We're gonna get into this. So first and foremost, the biggest news this week, I think uh, officially, is that John Bernthal will return as the Punisher in Daredevil Born Again. Um, huge, huge, a lot of fans happy about this, Mike. Yeah, that's great. The news actually reminded me that I never got around to watching that last season of The Punisher, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because, like, you know, why everything on Netflix was kind of fizzling out over there. And we know yeah. that these are going to be alternate versions of the characters yeah. anyway. But, yeah, definitely glad to see uh, Bernthal returning. Yeah, that's a, that's a good carryover. Uh, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson will not be coming back, apparently, though, uh, in this, I guess, universe. So Yeah. Um, Wait. Which makes a little sense when when you think about it, right? Because it's easy to bring in like these random like heroes or antiheroes like Daredevil or Punisher, right? Because mm-hmm. you, they're essentially the same character for the most part, no matter what universe you pluck them from. They're right. heroes. They wear the same costumes, same powers, right? But now you're talking about just like human beings that are just have different interpersonal relationships, <laughs> right? So the- it's like we have no idea, like because like. Uh, Matt Murdock and Karen were like on and off again relationship wise in the Netflix show. So like where the heck would they be at right? You know, in this new universe, would they even be dating at all? So it just, I guess it just makes things a little bit easier. We we call it baggage uh, and they're not bringing their baggage over. They're just bringing their their abilities and their, you know, their, I would, I love the characters, right? I loved, I love both of those characters from the Netflix show, but yeah, unfortunately it's a little harder to transition. Yeah. You don't, you know, if you want to start over, like maybe they cast new or maybe they can bring them in later, but like, they don't need mm-hmm. to come back in for, for the show. Um, just, just get done with the superheroing. That's what we like most about those. All right, so the MCU, we had a leak um, for the next five years, up to 2028. Um, or I guess a rumor. This is a leak and a rumor. It's the same thing um, in this situation. So please take everything we say from here on out with a huge grain of salt, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Or however much sodium you want to put on this, I don't care. Um, but we, we this has come from apparently trusted sources and um, very much could possibly be maybe what's on that quote-unquote dry erase board we always theorize they have over Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of it may come to fruition, some of it may not, but that's fine. Um, but as you mentioned at the top of this, Bob Iger has said, you know, we need to focus on our content. And um, one of the things about the schedule kind of shows is they're working to space out these releases to tell a better story, right? Um they say two movies, two shows, two specials a year, but I, that that actually contradicts itself very quickly when you start looking at this. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like four movies a year, um, sometimes five. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll break it down here, um, what that means. But what they're trying to do, and you can tell, is that they're trying to reduce the gap in between events happening, right? Such as WandaVision ending, and then we had a year and a half until Doctor Strange 2, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was supposed to be right after that one. Uh, so they are trying to reduce people 
forgetting what's going on in between events in here and and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit the other part of that is uh they're looking for a better schedule for vfx teams and production crews so hiring more vfx uh teams to work on this to to make things better and put the stress off whatever main team they're using throughout this so yeah that and that's a uh that's like a difficult like pr problem right that i feel like they've been butting up against for a while now mm -hmm. every time a marvel movie comes out there's always that like variety or deadline article that quickly follows of just like these are the vfx artists that you know lost their minds trying to make this movie that you just watched uh so yeah there's no there's no reason that that can't be solved that is just all like just capitalistic structures that just yeah. need to get better and that's just all humans making better decisions about all of that so hopefully yeah. that does get fixed yeah absolutely and and more more vfx scenes you know i don't care how long the credits run at the end as long as everyone is working um Regular hours and can have a life other than just working on a VFX for Marvel I mean, movies. Honestly, from from my point of view, like, and I'm not going to be somebody that says, "Hey, stop pushing VFX to look better and more realistic," right? Because obviously we want that. But I look at the VFX landscape the way it is. And it's almost like I'm fine with it, right? You know, I, I would say from an execution point of view, even though a lot of people were dogging on Ant-Man, I was just like, visually, everything looks like it was executed well. Mm -hmm. I would just like a little bit more concentration on the um, just the visual development and the aesthetic choices, right? You know, a lot of these things in the movies is just like, oh, you can make whatever you want, right? But like, let's make better decisions of what mm -hmm. we put on screen, not necessarily how much like visual fidelity and how much we try to fine tune the physics engine, right? You know, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm re reaching my upper levels when it comes to visuals, kind of like when I put on like, you know, a fancy set of like headphones, right? Somebody will tell me like, oh, these are the fanciest headphones on the planet. Yeah. You have this insane dynamic range. And I'm just like, yeah, this is fine. I'm just going to put my earbuds on though as soon as I take these off. So yeah. I don't know. I would say concentrate more on the, the aesthetic choices and, yeah. you know, you could probably push the VFX team a little less. Yeah, I, I think I never really have a huge complaint against it, right? In, in Marvel movies, they seem to be pretty you know, consistent. You know, there are spots mm. here and there, one shots, but obviously a lot of those probably feel like filler shots, right? Like last minute things they had to do to, to make the story done. But overall, I don't go into Marvel movie like, Oh, is this going to be Henry Cavill's upper lip and, you know, the justice league movie, bad level mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I absolutely agree with that. All right. So uh, here at this part of the, the show, you can actually go into our show notes Go down to the MCU button and click Interactive Timeline. It's a URL, and it's going to take you to a timeline I made for this show. Uh, yes, let's all take a minute here. We'll give Chris yeah. a rounding uh, uh, applause here because this was a lot of work. This, yeah. was, a lot of, this was a lot of intense uh, clicking and typing and finding <laughs> images, and I have the thousands of text messages yeah. uh, back and forth as I pick up my phone and drop it, it here. So this this time, there's a lot of love and effort put into this timeline. From yes, yes. Mike sounds facetious, but it, it did literally... I, I wanted to do it I, simply because if you look at this list from a text point of view, it is awful. 
it is awful to look at this because you're like, where is this? Because shows aren't, when you say a show starts some point, it doesn't take into account how long a show runs usually, yes. right? Yes. Um, so specifically on this timeline, you can go in, you will see red for movies, which are single point dates, green for shows, which have their time frames banded up and down across this timeline. And mm-hmm. then the blue ones are the special presentations. We don't have a lot of them, but there are some in here. Um, very much so. And I went ahead and built from phase five forward first and then went back and backfilled all of the MCU. So you can see the entire MCU from 2008 when Tony Stark first became Iron Man all the way up to 2028, which we think is possibly where this MCU might maybe not end, but at least have a huge, huge event to do something to shake this up quite a bit. Yeah, it is. It is just absolutely wild just to look at this timeline. Like I was telling Chris earlier before we started recording, I'm just like a very visual learner and experiencer. So just going from this timeline and just watching just the density overall of projects changing is just wild like things explode once we get to 2021 with all of these shows all these overlapping content it's it's wild to think that probably roughly the same amount of creatives really in charge of these projects are still able to keep track of it right like it's 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 stunning really. put me in kevin i want to run your mcu bible i want to do this <laughs> i love this idea um so uh yeah absolutely so i think what we're going to do and mike mike made a good point so what we're going to do is run through each phase we have phase five six mm-hmm. seven and a possibly a little bit of an eight um so we're going to jump into phase five so guess what the number one phase five thing is ant-man and the wasp quantumania it has been released mm-hmm. we know about this the next project guardians of the galaxy volume three coming out may 5th after that is Secret Invasion, which is rumored to be May 17th through June 21st. It was delayed for March to give audiences a bigger break, which is like one of the, the rules, right, that they said they're, they're trying to do going forward. The best part about the TV shows, they don't technically have release dates. They have windows. So mm-hmm. you they can move these around very, very, I guess, willy-nilly, if you will, and it doesn't really affect anything at the end of the day. After Secret Invasion is Loki Season 2, which takes place apparently one week after uh, Secret Invasion, according to the source. Um, now, they have said, the source later said that Loki's been delayed to maybe August, uh, and then we'll have a knock-on effect and delay other shows by a month or two, but we went with the original data to build this timeline. Uh, Echo, it will be October of 2023, which swapped with Ironheart's original slot, uh, which was 2024. Uh, this is where we get into the first, I guess, unannounced project, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mephisto. I, I one-shot a surprise, special... Surprise. Surprise. This could be just be like a troll, too. Yep. Wouldn't it be so funny if you did have this leaked information that you knew 100% came off of like a company computer or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just going to throw Mephisto in there just yeah. to screw with them. So apparently due to the success of Werewolf by Night, these um, special presentations for Halloween will be go like every year going forward. Um, mm-hmm. So Mephisto is the first one. If they do this, that'd be great. Apparently it will be shot along with Agatha... Um, uh, Coven of Chaos. So um, we talked, you know, a little bit via text. These special presentations are can be anywhere between twenty to forty minutes, right? P- pretty simple, like like a one episode of a show, if you will. Um, so I assume they're going to be shooting these between twenty to thirty and and putting them up online or on on Disney Plus when they come out. So absolutely believe they could do this this year and have it done in time. Uh, I, I think you were off by night shot in March and was released in October last year. 
Uh, the Marvels was recently moved to November 10th of 2023. We knew that already. That's in here. Uh, big surprise for me, Mike. It, this could be the best Christmas present I've ever had in my entire life. And <laughs> that is a Century special presentation coming holiday 2023. Crazy. This calendar year. Could you yeah. imagine when we started to hear about those Century rumors not yeah. too long ago that it would be happening this year that you might get to see the MCU's version of the Century? Right. Which could which could be... Um, uh, oh, I already forgot his name. We thought he was going to possibly uh, be a Hulk. Stephen Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now they're even saying maybe, well, he might be the Sentry. So either way, it seems like he's pivoted to be one of the single strongest characters yeah. uh, in the MCU or smartest, depending on however you want to um, uh, put that uh, yeah, label down Exactly. There. Yeah. He could be either one of those two. So absolutely. Apparently the Sentry will be shot with the Thunderbolts, which is rolling uh, cameras this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. But specials at holiday time will not won't always be holiday themed. Is the note here because Century mm-hmm. is coming out in the holidays doesn't mean it's Christmas Century. Uh, it like Guardians was. It just happens to be that's what their release window it looks like for this. So uh, absolutely fine by me. Uh, still in Phase Five starting twenty twenty four. Ironheart has been moved up to early twenty twenty four to give Daredevil and Wonder Man time to not overlap with other projects so that sounds you know again on on par daredevil born again spring 2024 this was brought up to not overlap with thunderbolts that is running for 18 weeks mike that was the biggest thing i put in here uh by the way if you look into this so if they do one or one episode a week um is which i assumed 18 episodes it will overlap with thunderbolts however if they do maybe some double double ups on these Mm -hmm. it, it won't so Again, some estimation there. Captain America New World Order movie, May 3rd, 2024. Fantastic. I Am Groot, um, the return of the, the animated shorts coming mid-2024. They were like July what this year, or 2022 when they came out, um, with those five like three-minute movies. So very, um, I guess, minuscule on the calendar here. A little blip in the radar. Thunderbolts, July 6th, 2024. Deadpool 3, September 6, 2024, and brought up uh, to here because it will be re- uh, ready before Blade is done filming because I think they're still working on Blade's script. Wonder Man, Fall 2024, is delayed not to overlap with Deadpool. This is a series um, and brought up from his other delay date to not overlap with Blade. Then lastly, um, Halloween of 2024 will be a Man-Thing holiday special, Mike, or a Halloween special, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, so this is kind of interesting. So we just laid out there the entire phase five for you. So there might be some people who are looking into the tea leaves, trying to read like, oh, maybe what's the theme of this phase going to be? What's going to be the overarching story? Is it going to be Kang that's really going to be like weaving its way through here? Um, I still feel like maybe a lot of these TV shows and a lot of these projects are still things that were created maybe a little bit, far ahead of maybe their big global strategy so maybe some of these things won't quite fit in narratively maybe how we thought they would but i'm looking specifically here at the end of phase five right i feel like these end of phases we're used to back in the day so take your nice little handy dandy timeline that chris made for us and uh, look at the end of phases. Our end of phases, if you, I guess if you ignore Ant-Man, being a very strange way to end a phase, right? We're like capping off these phases with like big old Avengers movies, big old Spider-Man movies. Like talk about the biggest spectacle that we have to offer, right? And then for phase five, 
do we think it's Deadpool or do we think it's Blade? Like, it's obviously not Man-Thing. Man-Thing is not going to be our phase five ender that's just strange well so it, it, and it's, Deadpool guess, it, seems like it's not gonna be super you know i don't know maybe it could maybe it could be groundbreaking and changing it just seems too well, comedic really well so here here, here so i i wouldn't have an update of the timeline because blade in my notes is the start of phase six according to this so sorry about that okay but deadpool three is rumored again with hugh jackman's wolverine dealing with variants of wolverine in himself right in his last movie he went timeline hopping if you will right um mm-hmm. even though it is comedic he did do the timeline hopping i think this will pay off from that so i think deadpool 3 100 multiversal i believe um uh the marvels will be multiversal as well uh now i think you you bring up a good point here captain america ironheart daredevil echo thunderbolts um possibly even wonder man all really really rooted in reality right like very grounded mm-hmm. No Kang, I, I see no Kang in, invested in these movies at all, except for like Deadpool and the Marvels, uh, at most. Um, mm-hmm. Now I will say against you, against what you kind of what you mentioned, you know we did have the holiday special Guardians at the end of quote unquote Phase Four, but that wasn't the Phase Four like exclamation mark right or the period. It was just like, mm-hmm. hey, here's um some brackets around the end of it for 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 fun, not necessarily coloring the the thing. So to me. Um, you know, I really, I really hope that Deadpool three, you know, even though this community brings Kang into this due to his multiversal antics, if you will, um, maybe he's not the villain, but it breaks something down <clears throat> throughout this to, to get to that point. Yeah. If I, if I had to pull a theme out of phase five, before we move on to th- phase six, yeah. you make a good point where a lot of this is very reality, human based earth terrestrial, right? Maybe this is finally the phase that deals with how is earth and humanity just changing overall. Now that the world that we live in is so catastrophically different than how it was when Iron Man announced that he was Iron Man back in 2008, because you got New World Order, Thunderbolts, Blade, uh, you have these shows like Daredevil, Wonder Man, you know, everything is seems to be hinting about like what is or isn't humanity or being human. So I, I hope that's the theme, because that theme yeah. does sound very strong and very needed. Yeah. Like that gets the, that's the whole point. The The best part about telling a superhero story is the underrated and underlooked part where you have a human being without powers somewhere nearby, right? You need, you need like a meter because all of a sudden, if you're telling all of these stories where you're only ever focusing on the superpowered people, well, what's the point? Because the superpowered people are supposed to be there protecting somebody, right? You got to protect the human race. The civilizations, the the people without the privilege of power. So I feel like they need to bring it back to that a little bit, right? Because if you look at something like Quantum Mania, I don't, I did not care about those like you know the the quote unquote like people that like lived in the quantum realm. I don't oh. know anything about them. I don't know how long they've been there. They're just weird goo people. Sometimes they look like human. I didn't care about their like revolutionary or civil war because yeah. I have no connection to the quantum realm, right? Well, that's the thing that they should try to avoid moving forward to give me stakes. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, that that's there's a lot of again heroes or I guess characters who who are, like Captain America, Sam Wilson is not going to step up to King, right? Like out, out of nowhere like that would be completely out of left field because he's essentially been 
you know, a sidekick. He he did, you know, showed up at the end battle of Endgame, but like there's nothing there that would take him to that level, right? Or anyone in um the Thunderbolts team short of Ghost uh, seems like they would, yeah, I'm going to go fight a, a someone who can time travel and really yeah. just wreck me. Uh, so I, it does need to have, I guess, both levels, right? Like, you know, I would love to see the multiversal, but I think what we're going to see phase six is where we're going to get this multiversal bit of, bit of stuff here. And um, let's kind of, let's kind of jump into that a little bit. If, you, yeah, if, if you're ready for that. So phase six, uh, let's start with, um, it's going to be blade uh, November 8th, 2023. Three. So uh, after multiple delays, people said that this is a firm slot for this movie. It's do or die, right, for, for this. So let's get it done. But holiday 2024, this is strongly rumored a Silver Surfer um, special presentation for that to introduce Whoa. this character. And, there it is. Yes. Uh, and I've got actually news about Silver Surfer after all this. So you're going you're gonna to want to stay around for the Silver Surfer news. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, late 2024 to early 2025. They're filming this now, delayed to priorities to other shows. Um, makes sense, right? Coven of Chaos doesn't seem like it's multiversal at the end of the day. Fantastic Four, February 14th, 2025, movie. Everyone's very excited for this this movie to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, every time somebody says something, like that's all you see in the articles for days, Fantastic Four. Uh, the Vision Quest uh, series on Disney Plus coming spring 2025. So dealing with Vision, uh, I guess White Vision and regular Vision after WandaVision um, for that. Armor Wars movie, May 2nd, 2025. I've got news for this at the end of the show as well, but it was brought up after being changed from a film to fill an empty movie slot because this movie will be ready by then. Apparently they've been, mm-hmm. they transitioned this. Uh, the next big thing, what if season two pushed to mid-2025, Mike? Two-year delay, if you will. Um, this is a guess, uh, absolutely, but I've seen this multiple places this week in terms of rumors. So if we don't get a what if for two years, uh, I would be surprised. But if, this, if anything, I say this could change uh, quite drastically at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Young Avengers, another movie that has not been announced, Mike. Uh, Heavily here. speculated, though, Yes, right? for, for years. Um, um, July 25th, 2025. That's that's a that's a great slot for that. And we'll talk about this. Uh, Midnight Angels, the show based on the um, uh, Dora Milaje, if you will, um, but mm-hmm. with, with the blue suits, a uh, show coming to Disney Plus fall 2025. Ghost Rider Halloween special. Uh, Halloween 2025, Mike. One shot here. Special presentation. Do you want to see Johnny Blaze or do you want to see... Um, Oh my gosh! I just forgot his name. Uh, he drives the car, the car version of him. Mm-hmm. Which Are you one? Johnny? Was it Johnny? No, no I'm thinking of a different jo- name. Johnny Blaze is is the main one. Uh, Johnny's not the mm-hmm. second one either. Um, so do you want? I would say do both. I say have both the Ghost Riders in there, right? Like I think that would make it pretty cool to have Johnny and. Um, I mean, well, we know it's not going to be Nick Cage, just yeah. based off of uh, a quote that he was recently recently had in the news, where he was just like, "I don't need Marvel; yeah. they need me. I'm Nick Cage, basically," yeah. which is a very badass yeah. thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, absolutely. Ghost Rider, Halloween 2025, uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel Zombies, October 2025, delayed to give Wonder Man room to move up a little bit. Uh, zombies also exist in that multiverse animated region, right? So absolutely can put that wherever they need to. Gonna go into Shang Chi two, uh, November seventh, twenty twenty five movie placement. Um, Nova holiday twenty twenty five special. 
And this is a guess as it's before Kang Dynasty. They want to have Nova in there before the Kang Dynasty movies. Spider-Man 4, December 19th, 2025. This is five movies in 2025, Mike. Um, Now, mind you, Spider-Man is a Sony movie, so they don't count it against the releases, but they still need to make room for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this was delayed from 2024 to not overlap with Thunderbolts and that they will not be ready uh, to make a 2024 release for this movie. Uh, a new show that has not been announced, Strange Academy, late 2025, early 2026. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this being uh, the, the Strange, uh, I guess the mystical classes. Doctor Strange 3, again, we, we know this is coming. 13th of February, 2026. Um, also supposed to be before King Dynasty. Miss Marvel Season 2, Spring 2026. And then finally, Avengers, the King Dynasty, May 1st, 2026. Yes. Oh, the other Ghost Rider we were thinking of was Robbie Ray. Robbie, there it is. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You just, it's always alliteration there in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. So well, we just had to think of double I literally names talked about him today because there's a Fortnite character who looks just like him, like with like the flame mohawk and the skull face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this looks like a Robbie Ray's character. But anyway, thank you for fixing that. But this, again, this is where the timeline starts to come in handy because, god damn, there are so many movies in this um, that we just listed off. Even new ones that, that have not been announced yet, right? This is where the fun begins, like... We're, we can start throwing stuff in, but it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Everything about this except Midnight Angels feels multiversal. Yeah, right? that's like, true. Like, like you, as, especially with this uh, combo of possibly having the Strange Academy butting up with Doctor Strange Three. Yeah, there's a whole lot of storytelling. They could have going on there, and um, I guess they got to rebuild the ranks, right? Because Wanda kind of did she kill a lot of those students? I don't remember exactly no, no. how that fight went down. Were they just kind of like incapacitated no. and fell on the floor, or were they like eviscerated? Uh, I, I think somewhere, but at the end of the movie, there was a big class training, right? So they were working mm-hmm. on that. I, I think there's more that were not in Kamar Taj, but at the other places around the earth mm-hmm. as well. Um, but you're right. And then, you know, Doctor Strange 3 would uh, set off into Kang Dynasty. We've heard rumors that Kamala Khan's um, bracelets are maybe multiversal or dealing with Kang as well. Uh, mm. This seems like a very, very straight shot through um, straight to multiverse, right? Like, boom, 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 boom. One big giant story for Phase 6, if you will. Yeah. It does make you wonder, does Spider-Man 4 dip back into that at all? Because they just had a whole blowout, right, with all of these different Spider-Man characters. Uh, Would it make sense for it to happen again? Or did they kind of already do narratively kind of everything that you could do with other Spider-Men? Uh, right, you know, there are rumors that um, the next Spider Verse movie, uh, Tom Holland, could be included in that, but you know, yeah. that's that's going the different way down the street. So, I would be okay if Spider Man Four just leaned away from the multiverse, oh, right? Yeah. Just ha- just have him trying to rebuild his life, it, you know, living in New York City. And I would say maybe <clears throat> also maybe Armor Wars is probably not going to be as heavily focused on mm-hmm. this, but maybe could end with a result in in something. Uh, we've got news on that later. I'll, we'll we'll talk about that. And I think young, I would also say young Avengers could maybe not be as multiversal. If you know, I don't know who they'd fight, but you know. Uh, well, I guess it depends if you uh, if you throw America Chavez in there. Yeah. Uh, if if you're saying that she's part of that rank and cast, I feel like you gotta it, include it some way. She, she'd have to use her power somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, you're right. So maybe that's that's up a little bit. But I think you know. Maybe not everything is, but boy, does this feel like a, like 
if you were like, hey, could you sum it all up pretty quickly? We are working towards this multiverse war with, with the King variants and everything going on. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is, this is fun. Um, we're going to get into phase seven. Now, this is an unannounced phase, and I've kind of made some, I guess, if you will, um, adjustments to what Marvel said was their phase six right here, um, based on the, this news here. And this was given to us from, from, from that source. So phase seven, we're going to talk about uh, the Battle World saga. Uh, and we, we've speculated on this, right? Like every movie in phase seven will be based on this Battle World that ends the King Dynasty and get us to the next Avengers movie. So uh, first up, Moon Knight season two, mid 2026. Um, I I don't think it was ever an if; it was more of a win, right? When Moon Knight was gonna mm. gonna happen. Uh, new movie, Midnight Suns. The 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 I guess the specter, I guess the horror supernatural part of Marvel coming together. Uh, we've got you know Blade and Ghost Rider in there coming together um, in those movies the phase before. Would what was make sense. what was that al- what was that alternative title that was floating around for a while? where we were going to kind of put all of these dark characters together. It wasn't Midnight Suns before, was it? It was uh, something else. Um, Midnight Suns is it. Uh, ugh, it it's not Dark Avengers. Um, I, I don't... Was it, was it Max? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I would have said Midnight Suns, if I'm going to be completely honest. But that's kind of... I wouldn't say been ruined. It's just everyone thinks about it because of the new game. So everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. Midnight Suns was the game. Um, I'm trying to, trying to look it up. Yeah, all I've got is the midnight suns here in my notes from before. So, um, all right. But yeah, so we've got that. We've also got, obviously, you know what? Werewolf by night, right? Uh, man thing, all those things come together. If they're on battle world, I guarantee they'd be teaming up together already. Uh, we already know the characters. We don't have to get them together. They're already existing. Uh, she Hulk season two, fall 2026. Again, not another win, but not an if, but a win. So that seems to be placing itself in there. Uh, this is where we get an untitled Halloween special for 2026. Uh, they really want to continue it. The uh, the rumor from the rumor guy is that it could be Black Knight because of Midnight Suns and Eternals. Mm-hmm. So, so, makes sense. November 6, 2026, World War Hulk. Uh, and this has now been changed from a show to a movie for budgetary reasons. And it will have the rights back from Universal. Or not Universal. Yeah. Um, it was a universal yeah universal right yeah they would have to have the rights back in order to make it a movie right it would yep. be kind of funny though you know if you kind of did some creative uh accounting right you know technically make it a show but you you know yeah. really you're you're putting it through the the all of the loops and hoops that you would uh, a movie right but yep. you're technically just distributing on disney plus but um i'm great it, it i'm looking forward to going back to the big screen seeing a hulk movie yeah absolutely and especially with so many being introduced um <laughs> we got we got some hulks coming up uh, folks for sure a holiday 2026 um untitled holiday special no clue so we'll we'll see if this comes to fruition what if season three, we've talked about this being the last season, if they're doing multiverse, early 2027, mm-hmm. this will be where, where it lives. Eternals 2, we recently said that it's in the pre-production schedule, February 12th, 2027 as a movie. The Illuminati show, spring 2027, Mike. The the team we saw on that uh, alternate Earth and Doctor Strange 2 getting uh, possibly their own show. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say getting back together. Then I was going to say, were you saying uh, literally or yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were kind of 
torn to pieces. So is this a prequel? If this is all multiversal, right? Is this just a slightly varied version of them? Who knows? Well, yeah, and and the um the the rumor I'm just gonna throw this out here is very much another rumor for Illuminati is there is was one empty seat in Doctor Strange too, right? Uh, on the chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, who made the Ultron bots in our universe? Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Stark. So who wasn't there and who's going to come back for revenge theory? Possibly. Oh, okay. Um, so it could be uh, an alternate uh, Tony Stark, not necessarily um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Avengers secret wars, May 7th, 2027. Um, this was delayed to set up uh, for production delays. Now I will tell you uh, secret wars, as we've re- mentioned before, could be split into two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to tell a bigger story. No need to rush it. No need to get through secret wars in one movie. Uh, and if they do this title, the the seek the title that is uh, two titles for the sequel would be called Avengers Forever or Avengers Eternity Wars. Both are comic book titles. Mm. And I feel like if it's Avengers Forever, right? That I feel like that's sigl- signaling more like a big universal reset, right? Yep. You know. Uh, let's just start this bad boy over, remake all, recast everything. Let's just rerun this universe. I wouldn't be surprised if even Kevin Feige steps down, retires, moves on to a different project, different studio. Between now and then, a new streaming service uh, is created and they make him like, you know, CEO or something like that. Something wild like that will happen between all of this time, yeah. right? Uh, Eternity Wars, m- to me, signals uh, more of like a softer reboot, right? Mm-hmm. Let's keep what works and throw out what didn't kind of like how the crisis event on the CW uh, went out or they, they just get, they kept only the good parts of the world that they wanted yeah. to keep around. Absolutely. Uh, the big part of this is to debut on uh, May of 2028, which will be the 20th anniversary of the MCU. Mike, can you imagine mm-hmm. that 20 years of MCU in five years from now? Um, Mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking back at phase seven here, the battle world title, I believe does live up to its name a little bit, right? Like these will seem like amalgamations of characters before we get to secret wars. Yeah. The, the only thing that I feel like maybe you could square with a, just a narrative storytelling device is I'm looking at something like she Hulk season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she does a lot of, uh, lawyer paperwork, if she's stuck on a battle world, right? You know, she's not going to have her normal, like best friends around her. She's not going to be going on dates if she's stuck in a battle world. So maybe it's like, maybe not everybody who's super powered from earth gets scooped up and put on a battle. world. Maybe some people are left behind or some people escape the magic portal, whatever, you know, sends them over to that world. So, So, well, I'll tell you right now, the, the, the battle world they're going after literally rips New York um, out of uh, our world and puts it on this new planet. So it's literally just New York again over there. So it's not just like a, a, a ravage, ravage thing. Each each section of battle world is essentially out of another comic book universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they brought New York in. So if, if, if they are like, this is life now, right? We're, we're dealing with crazy shit all over and she has to still... New York is operating as normal, uh, or they're trying to. I, I, I think that could set up some funny stuff. Or, you know, as they kind of did in between um, some of uh, in, in, in Game and Infinity War, Ant-Man was a prequel, right? Maybe She-Hulk's a prequel. 
before they get to or, the, that battle or, world. Or maybe our theoretical battle worlds don't start at the very, very beginning yep. of Phase 7, right? You know, World War Hulk kind of seems like maybe that's the first place to start off, right? You know, we go through more of a somewhat normal season of She-Hulk Season 2. Right. That season finale stuff goes wild. All of a sudden, we got battle worlds, and we're starting it off with World yep. War Hulk, you know? Because yep. we see everything after World War Hulk, you know, Eternals, yep. What If, Illuminati, Secret Wars. Those are all big storytelling things that yep. could handle a battle world. Yeah. And those would be the only ones because the, the theory is in between Secret Wars and Eternity Wars or forever, there will be no Marvel projects. They're taking a whole year off for it. Wow, that would, uh, be, that would be wild. Yeah, so uh, the plan is currently all characters, uh, and this is for Bob Iger, I think, as well. All characters introduced in the Infinity Saga will be sidelined or phase out after Phase 7 or 8. Introduce a new slash cleaner universe for Jumping Down Point, as you mentioned, right? Forever new universe. Uh, Eternity Wars, a cleaner universe, if you will. And that removes hundreds of hours of content watching Catching Up, which I think is important uh, mm-hmm. after 20 years. Uh, and then also could be a new, un- this could be a new universe in the MCU eventually. So like, hey, here's your new universe, Ultimate Style, and the MCU is wrapping up. We're going to tell any story we want to finish over there. And then when it's done, it's done, and we'll focus on this new one completely. Yeah, it is. it is weird to think about the squaring the the narrative side of the MCU with the financial side of the MCU, right? Because yeah. if you think about it overall, they've definitely had a return on their investment, right? There's Absolutely. no doubt about it. They paid a great sticker price, especially for all of the things that they were able to make after buying Marvel. So no love loss there, right? Uh, they could definitely take some time off making Marvel stuff, right? But it is hard to imagine, right? Yeah. Disney as a company going two, three years, maybe even five years, a long hiatus without making anything Marvel. It mm. just seems strange. It's, it just seems very much part of the of the company. So maybe in, they take like a year two off. You know, it seems like they are able to do that with Star Wars just fine. Yeah. And then maybe they just slow the cadence down but at the same time you're also like that's leaving money on the table like so maybe honestly how hollywood should be and how all creatives should be look for the next thing right maybe it's not marvel maybe try to create a brand how about this blue sky i know it's impossible make something brand new that's never existed before start a new franchise find go out there and do the hard work boots to the ground and start reading scripts read an original idea and try to turn it into a franchise i don't know but uh it is it's wild taking in this whole timeline i i wasn't earlier trying to sound uh facetious because this is definitely amazing it, it, uh, it's, but it's so hard to talk like i feel like i'm running through it but like when you look at it like oh my god there's so much here like it sounds a lot to say but like i said because you mentioned moon knight season two it's not a one weekend deal that's a that's a nine weekend promise right or you know six to nine weekend promise for sure yeah so i, I think Kind of the biggest takeaway I think I have looking at this timeline, I zoomed out so I can kind of take a look at everything here that's coming up is unfortunately, I feel like there is no way all of these puzzle pieces fit together the way uh, phases one through three did, right? Because there's just, there's simply just more of them, right? You've increased the difficulty of the puzzle by just making it more pieces. I'm not saying you can't put it together, right? But 
feel like the odds of missing a piece or one piece getting like waterlogged because your coffee was too close to it, right? The, 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 the odds are just ever higher. So I, I feel like we're never quite going to recapture just that, that pureness of what it was to watch Infinity War and Endgame. But it still doesn't mean I'm not excited for the mm. ride. I mean, this is I'm looking at a roller coaster ride here, man. Yeah. This is this is this is what, absolutely wild. All this stuff. What we need for this to be successful, for the MCU to continue to be successful, is surprises, right? Things mm-hmm. we didn't expect because I feel it's a bit, I would say, almost predictable. And now, mind you, we theorize quite a bit. We we, we spitball mm-hmm. more than probably the average person, but like. If you hit me with a century by Christmas, I would. I'm still not expecting this. I'm. I'm 100 percent believing my, this rug is going to get pulled out from under me at any second. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was just a theory. It was just rumors. You need to surprise the hell out of us so we don't yeah. know what's coming, <laughs> and and take those risks. Now, mind you, like Quantumania, you know, it's going to come in at like 500, half a million dollars or half a billion dollars, right? At the box office, mm-hmm. nothing to laugh at. Made its money back. Not not a failure, but. I feel like the movie was safe and predictable, um, e- even though it is the quantum verse, right? Like, yeah, we, we kind of mm. knew what was going to happen. Give us something crazy. Like, literally well, start taking pawns off the table or moving them to the other side. No, do that's something exact- wild. That's exactly it, Chris. Pawns off the table. That's what I was thinking, too. Because if you are, if they know that they are eventually going to reboot, reboot everything and start fresh from a brand new universe, that gives them the perfect opportunity to start killing it, off people, right? Like, can you imagine, like, the sentry, like, Oh, yeah. absolutely obliterating like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, like in a battle world, like that's no one's going to expect that. Like yeah. Deadpool is such a cherished, I, uh, profitable character. And the, just to see him get smashed to pieces, like by the century would just go. That'd be insane. Well, and I think the other part of that is, you know, uh, don't be afraid to do it before we get to a battle world. Uh, like mm. literally like don't save your shock value for your big movies. Like, you know, if, if Shang-Chi 2 comes along and it's the wreckage of time, yeah, maybe some people have to die to get there, right? Like, yeah. armor. Where's ar- the wreckage? Yeah, so, like, you know, Doctor Strange 3. What if Doctor Strange ends up being the bad guy for Phase 7? Because he's the one yeah. doing the incursions. I, I don't know. Um, I, I just don't want to wait for Kang to show up whenever I think we have the ability to literally just start. And not that We don't have to kill people, but, like, literally start doing things to shake the snow globe up and see where things land for for the battle for for the end of this and and go with it commit to that at the end of it yeah actors start uh start shoring up those contracts yeah because uh looks like you might be a couple years away from getting the axe getting ye old axe so let's jump into the some some color for this so armor wars uh we talked about that coming uh phase i believe uh six uh seven i don't remember when um phase six uh James Spader is rumored to return as Ultron in that movie. Ooh. So redeeming the Ultron, if you will. Now, there's a really, really cool comic series called Annihilation Wave, or Annihilation Conquest, where Ultron, they killed him, but he didn't die. He sent his mind to space, really, and like rebuilt his army in space and, and started causing havoc out there. It's fantastic. Absolutely uh, recommend that 100, 100%. So uh, I would definitely uh, check that out if you can. Uh, the other part is this, a, there's a series not in here, but I heavily rumored to be called Nomad, bringing Chris Evans, Captain America, and Scarlett Johansson back together because they will lead and produce the series together. Um, 
and it will essentially be the multiversal story of Captain America returning the Infinity Stones, finally. that, that, that The story that we've wanted all these years. Um, now, we will see different versions of, of, you know, we have our one Captain America, but we'll see different versions of him. And Natasha, you know, we know she is dead in the main universe, so seeing having a different iterations of her along for that ride in in, these, in this show, if you will. Yeah. I feel like maybe I don't need it. I felt like we we sent off uh, Chris Evans in just like the perfect fashion at the end of that phase, right? Um, I feel like the only way this works for me emotionally is if you put this like the last Disney Plus series before we reset the whole universe, right? Mm-hmm. Just, hey, let's look back right at our beloved cherished uh captain america from way early on in this t- crazy 20-year cycle uh to have like just yeah. you know well, the, a little a little cry before the, you go into that uh you know yeah. avengers forever movie in the last bit of this is um that this series would be very serious in nature and less jokes right because obviously it's supposed to be this is not a, mm-hmm. a funny series and it's supposed to be a test bed for future series in the in the marvel universe now it doesn't have a date it could be the last thing. It could be something along the way. I, I think you know. Again, when you t- think of again, what what is that? What is a mon- monetary draw for Marvel, right? Captain America, Chris Evans, right? If, he'll probably come back before Robert Downey Jr. ever comes back to the to the roles. But if it is a very serious, um, I would say more of a drama series, more than you know, a, a jaunt through the multiverse. I think that would be one of those things we talk about shaking the snow globe, giving us something we didn't expect along the way. Um, do that because I agree. I think he ended on a good point. I think the what you end this series on is the point where he, like you mentioned, gets back with uh, Peggy right at the end. Like literally, it's him opening the door before we see the dancing at the end of, of Endgame, mm-hmm. if you will. So I think there's a way for her to make it work and and keep it keep it serious along the way. Doctor Strange three, uh, Sam Raimi is rumored to return uh, for the third movie. Now he directed Multiverse of Madness. He, this is no way a confirmation he's coming back, but they are having conversations with him, looking for him to bring his style back to the MCU along the way. Yeah. Uh, I think he, I think he did. I think stylistically, he brought one of the better styles to the MCU, right, uh, with, with his yeah. movie. So, absolutely. And lastly, I promise Silver Surfer news, Mike. Uh, Matt Shackman, uh, director of WandaVision, uh, who's also directing Fantastic Four, will direct the Silver Surfer project at Disney+. Plus, uh, and who will also... Uh, work on part of Vision Quest, now, not the whole thing, but because you know he had WandaVision uh, passing that off to the Vision Quest team and working with them. So he apparently signed a really good contract with them recently, and this is what it's breaking down to be. Um, fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, and Vision Quest, which are fantastic. That's great. That's great news, right? Like to have someone be doing all that um, because yeah. he did a great job with WandaVision along the way. Yeah, really makes you wonder what's going to happen. I feel like that Silver Surfer project, which was in Phase Five, if if you yep. remember correctly, right? Or uh, was it no? It was Phase it's Six. It's the start of uh, start of six. 2020, 2024 next year. I feel like that Silver Surfer project could be signaling uh, some big hints for yep. those uh, projects that um, follow it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and it's and it's the last i guess quote unquote one shot special presentation before fantastic four so it would make sense he does it all at the same time right along the way uh mike that is that is our news for the week that is our that is everything i'm i'm exhausted from it i'm mentally and emotionally drained (laughs) if you will uh but again the interactive timeline is up we will put the link in here um 
to our site and then also directly as well so you guys can find it. But if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, Mike, where can they find you at, buddy? Yeah, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to find you, where are you? I am on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. If people want to know about the show, get ready for our Shazam! Fury of the Gods review, which we're doing next week. Uh, where can they find all that good stuff at? Yeah, well, I'm going to wrap this one up quick, since this was an extra large, full episode. Head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. you got to click into the show notes this week, because we have a link to that interactive timeline in our show notes. you got to check that out. Give it a look. It's great. Chris put a lot of hard work into that. So SuperheroSlate.com, that is the best place to find that link in our show notes. Um, we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of this show, it's so easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. So come back next week, and that, we will be talking Shazam. That's right. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.